Hello, family. Today is Good Friday, the day we remember the passion, the love, and the death, the sacrifice of our Lord. On Thursday, Jesus celebrated one last meal in an upper room with his disciples. Then he was arrested in the garden. Convicted in a series of sham trials, he was sentenced to death. He was tortured and humiliated, crowned with thorns and paraded through the streets like a common criminal. Finally, he was stripped naked and nailed to a Roman cross where he died. I'd like you to listen to what Luke wrote about that history-changing moment on Calvary. Hear the word of the Lord from Luke chapter 23. It was now about noon and darkness covered the whole earth until about three o'clock while the sun stopped shining. Then the curtain in the sanctuary tore down the middle Crying out in a loud voice, Jesus said, Father, into your hands I entrust my life. After he said this, he breathed for the last time. When the centurion saw what happened, he praised God, saying, It's really true, this man was righteous. All the crowds who had come together to see this event returned to their homes, beating their chests after seeing what had happened. And everyone who knew him including the women who had followed him from Galilee, stood at a distance observing these things. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Of all the words that Jesus spoke from the cross, these have captured my imagination this year. Father, into your hands I entrust my life. Into your hands I commit my spirit. Now, I know this is an odd question, but have you ever contemplated your own death? Here's why I ask. Each year we begin Lent by considering our mortality, don't we? Each year on Ash Wednesday, we hear the words, From dust you have come, and to dust you shall return. And now, here we are on Good Friday considering mortality, ours and Jesus' mortality once again. Have you ever had a near-death experience? How do you think you will respond when your death is imminent? Now, I have never had a serious illness, but I have had a few experiences where I feared, at least for a brief moment, that my life was about to end. Back in 1989, I was involved in a serious car accident. I emerged with several broken bones and multiple lacerations. The next day, I went to the junkyard to get my belongings out of the wreckage of my new, now completely totaled car. The guy at the junkyard said, You were in that car? I was sure that whoever was driving that car was dead. Obviously, I survived that horrible experience because I am here to tell my story. My experience, although frightening, does not compare with the experience of someone who knows they are going to die. My experience happened, and then it was over. I didn't think seriously about my own death until the danger was gone. And when it was all over, and I knew I was safe, my thoughts quickly returned to the problems of the day. Unlike my crisis moment, Jesus knew he was going to die on the cross, and he had plenty of time to contemplate his death. Likewise, thousands of people at any given point in time are struggling with terminal illnesses and they know their death is imminent. I think this is relevant to us living through a pandemic, isn't it? 
I've conducted several COVID-related funerals this past year, and I don't want to do any more. The threat of death, or at least serious illness, has been looming over our shoulders for over a year now. How else do you explain the feeling of freedom or elation that people feel when they get their COVID vaccine? So today, on Good Friday, what can we learn from Jesus and from others who have faced or are facing death? When death was imminent, Jesus said, Father, into your hands I entrust my life. Into your hands I commit my spirit. In speaking these words, Jesus was repeating a verse from Psalm 31. The phrase that Jesus repeated was the prayer every Jewish mother taught her children to say as they went to bed each night. But Jesus made the prayer more intimate by adding the word Father at the beginning. And then he died like a child falling asleep in his father's arms. Of course, Jesus did not enjoy a quiet and peaceful death. He was crucified. He was tortured. He endured indescribable suffering. Yet despite his suffering, when Jesus died, he was at peace with himself and he was at peace with God. He surrendered himself to God and he entrusted his spirit to the Father. Over my many years as a pastor, I've had the privilege of walking with people through their final days. There were some who were afraid to die, while others lived in denial. But there were some saints who went easily into eternity. In fact, you could almost see the weight of life in this world lifting from their shoulders. They had already committed themselves to the loving arms of God. After all my experiences with death and the dying, I've come to the conclusion that death is a lot like birth. From the viewpoint of a newborn, birth is a lot like death. Think about it this way. The baby is taken from a comfortable place where everything it needs is provided, and then it is forcefully, painfully moved into a new world. This pattern of dying to a smaller world so that we might be born into a larger world repeats itself as we make our way through life, and it continues at the point of death. We say goodbye to a smaller place so that we can move on to a greater place. Death, like birth, is an exit from one form of life and an entrance into another form. But what about those of us who are left behind? How do we deal with our grief? How do we deal with the loss of our loved ones? Jesus committed his spirit to God, but his spirit remained in the world, and his spirit is with us and in us. His teachings about how we should live have survived for more than 2,000 years. There can be no doubt that Jesus' death did not extinguish his spirit because his spirit is alive and well and with us today. During my lifetime, I've grieved over the deaths of many loved ones, my grandparents, both of my parents, several uncles and aunts, along with many friends and members of my faith family. In each case, the spirit of the person who died has remained as an important part of my life. I remember and cherish each person's love and character, their personality and their sense of humor. My loved ones who have died have moved on to a new life with God. But their spirit remains with me, and I hope their spirit will be passed along through me to my children and maybe someday to my grandchildren. 
Last year on Good Friday, we wrestled with the question, where is God when bad things happen? We discovered that God does not abandon us in our times of grief and sadness. Instead, he walks with us through our trials and hardships. He experiences them right alongside us, even though, like Jesus, we sometimes cry, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Even though we sometimes feel abandoned, we discover that there is no such thing as a God-forsaken person, place, or time. Because Jesus' Spirit, the Holy Spirit, is with us. The other day, I came across the story of a man who lost his 10-year-old daughter. As you can imagine, he and his wife were devastated. Together, they slogged through a long period of intense grief. After a while, though, he began to see their daughter's life and death with a new perspective. As he began to see things differently, he wrote these words. I had never deserved her for a single day. She was not a possession to which I was entitled, but a gift by which I had been utterly blessed. He went on to say that he realized he had to make a choice. I could spend the rest of my life in anger and resentment because she had lived so short a time and so much of her promise had been cut short. Or I could spend the rest of my life in gratitude that she had ever lived at all and that I had the wonder of those ten grace-filled years. Jesus was and is a gift from God to all of us. In Jesus, our immortal, invisible God became mortal and visible, and Jesus taught us how to live, but he also taught us how to die. Have you ever contemplated your own mortality? How will you respond when your death is imminent? God does not guarantee that our life will be free of trouble or that our death will be free of pain and suffering. But because of Jesus and his suffering, we do have God's assurance that we will not be alone. God is always with us, even when we suffer, and even when we are preparing to leave one form of life and enter into a new life with him. When my death is imminent, I pray that I will be able to commit my spirit to God and rest in the arms of God just as Jesus did. And I pray the same for you too. Amen? Let us pray. God of mystery and wonder, because we know the ending of the story, it's tempting for us to ignore the darkness of this day. It's tempting for us to go about our business as usual. It's tempting for us to move too quickly to the dawn of light on Easter morning. But give us courage and strength on this day to live for a while in the darkness, to set aside comfort and pleasure, to feel the darkness in which so many of your children dwell, the darkness into which your son Jesus entered. As we reflect on the frailty of Christ, remind us of the frailty of all life. As we cringe at the suffering of Christ, make us mindful of suffering throughout the world. As we witness the death of Christ, bring us back full circle to the beginning of Lent, to the wisdom of Ash Wednesday, the awareness of our mortality and the mortality of those we love. Gracious God, deep in the human heart is an unquenchable trust that life does not end with death. Like a seed which is buried in order to bring forth life, 
Jesus goes to the tomb to usher in new life. We trust that we too will be raised to new life in this world, here and now, and in the mystery of what lies beyond physical death. We trust that the whole world will be born anew, that your kingdom is coming as a new heaven and a new earth. On this day of darkness, it is for this kingdom that we boldly pray, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now go in peace. May Jesus Christ, who for our sake became obedient unto death, even death on a cross, keep you and strengthen you this night and forever. Amen.